1: Hello and welcome to Zero Pucks Given, the ice hockey podcast for Chelmsford Chieftains fans. Uh, before I start, I just want to say once again thank you to everyone for listening and sharing. The listening figures that I'm getting are just absolutely mind blowing, and really, really glad that everyone's enjoying it. And uh, you know, it does take a little bit of time for me for me to get it all together, but it's time well spent if, if everyone enjoys it. So we'll start this week with the announcement that the club playfully teased towards the end of last week. A couple of social media posts light-hearted in nature as, let's be honest, there's not been a lot to smile about recently as a Chieftains fan. The club announced the signing of a new netminder for the remainder of the 2022-23 season. Petr Cech has joined us from Guildford Phoenix in the NIHL Two. Petter was a junior player in his native Czech Republic, or Czechia as it's now known. And obviously most of you will know him as the Chelsea, Arsenal and Czech Republic football goalkeeper who won every trophy domestically available to him. But we won't go too deep on Petter now, as hopefully he'll join us at some point on zero pucks given, um, and then give us the answers that, that we all want to know to, to the questions of him joining the Champs for Chieftains. Uh, I will say that as a sign-in, it's exactly what the team needs in terms of competitive sport experience, life experience and winning mentality. And after a man a match performance in his debut... Hopefully that's exactly what our new number 39 will bring. Also, you know, numbers in terms of netminders, because uh, from what I understand, Sonny Phillips has limited availability over the festive period due to work commitments, which can only lead us to the undeniable conclusion that Sonny Phillips is in fact Santa Claus. To this week's result then, just the one game for the Chieftains as they returned to Oxfordshire to take on the City Stars, this time in the league. Chieftains were missing Ross Clark, Anthony Leone, Casey Wilson and Sonny Phillips but had a strong roster available to them at the Oxpens. Boosted of course by the arrival of Peter Cech. The City Stars had three of their prospects stepping up from the Rising Stars also to complete their roster. An exciting flow to the start of the game which is more than can be said for the home stream that was available to watch online but we persevered, those of us not able to be there. The action really got going on 2-11 when Bailey Chittock received the penalty for boarding, which from our view on the telly looked like a pretty clean hit, but the Chiefs killed the penalty nonetheless. But it was clear from the outset that our number 14 had the fire in his eyes tonight. A few chances at either end, most notably Kieran Rayner sneaking around the back and nearly slotting home the cross pass. But at 11-14, Grant Bartlett stopped a breakaway by Oliver and the Stars had a penalty shot. Oliver got up, composed himself and sat Petr down to slot the Stars into the lead. Just over a minute later and the Chiefs were level after a nice move, found Grant Bartlett unmarked in the slot and he fired home past Miller. At 14.21 it got even better as Oli Baldock found Chris Beckett and the young Chieftain finished high into the net. Some great defensive work, particularly from Daniel Fay, kept the score the same until the end of the first. Four minutes into the second and Taylor pulled it back to 2-2 with an even-handed goal. A couple of minutes later and Chittick and Schoen almost got into it at the blue line, but the referee intervenes and the Oxford coach appears on the ice out of absolutely nowhere, either to stop the fight or perhaps get involved in one himself. Either way, play resumed. On the half-hour mark, Abbott got on the score sheet, firing past his former Guildford teammate and putting the Stars into a 3-2 lead. Six minutes later, an Oli Bulldog swooped in unassisted to get the game back to 3 3, a goal that we miss on the stream due to the, the sort of faltering nature of it. Uh, but there was definitely fight and fire being shown by the Chieftains, there's no doubt about that. The second ended 3 3, although the stars had outshot the Chieftains 15 10. A minute in, a minute and thirty eight in, and, and the game got its only its third penalty as Ravenscroft took one for tripping. And this time the Chiefs made their power play opportunity count as Grant Bartlett scored unassisted to put Jumpsford in front again at 42-56. Two minutes later and the game swung back the other way again as Bundock assisted by Williams made it 4-4. Plenty of attacking play from both sides saw Miller make some good glove saves and check take a couple in the bread basket. At 48-08. Beckett and Cameron Bartlett combined as Cam joined his brother on the score sheet and the Chiefs led 5-4. In the final few minutes, Petacek made a string of incredible saves to keep the Stars at bay and with a little over 60 seconds to play, Stars called a timeout, pulled Miller and for a face-off in the Chieftain's territory. On the breakdown, the Chiefs iced the puck, but from the second face-off, Grant Bartlett picks up the puck in the defensive slot, turned and fired home from nearly 150 feet to complete his hat-trick and Ernest a well-deserved road win. Williams takes man of the match for Oxford, and checks Heroics, when the lead was just down to one, got him the award on his Chieftain's debut. Coach Mark Saunders' view on the win in Oxford.
2: Obviously, a you know a positive result for us on Sunday away at Oxford. Um, I think I said after the after the game, um, and the coach's corner piece that we put out um, on Instagram and, and our the team social medias that I feel like we kind of um, righted the wrongs or exercised some demons from the week before I think the you know the, the previous week was was in the cup and we just felt that that the start of that third really got away from us really quickly and I think we were the complete opposite this Sunday just gone. We you know we stayed the course, we Played the way we wanted to play, and we closed the game out really well, albeit short benched again. Um, Thirteen skaters on on Sunday night with the injuries that we've got. We've got a few guys out at the minute. Um, obviously, bringing um, obviously bringing Peter into the to the lineup was a huge boost for the boys. I thought Peter was outstanding. I thought a few of the other boys were outstanding on the weekend as well. We, we had some solid defence for the most part um, through the through the four guys that played back there in in lids Dan Fay. Um, Rayner and Hitchens and obviously Jayden, Um When we got Jaden out there, I thought, you know, those five guys were good. Forwards, we, I think we had, uh, you know, surprisingly, we had depth over, you know, the eight forwards that we had. I mean, it, I think we made it look like and feel like we had more forwards than we did. So that's testament to the work ethic from the boys. Um, but again, now we've like, you know, we've got six games in three weeks here, double headers and two huge cup games in a couple of weeks obviously two league games this weekend away at slough and home to solent and uh we we're all conscious in this dressing room that we want to try and get a a bit of a a bit of a roll on here and start showing what this group's about what we what we wanted to be what we want to be um and start divining ourselves on on the weekends with our performances and hopefully showing a you know a togetherness that we have in our room and putting this on the ice you know yeah it's been a rocky few weeks and Obviously, I know that, you know, there's nobody that feels the frustration in the dressing room more than the boys um, and and myself, right? But, you know, obviously the boys are the guys that go and execute on a game night. They feel the frustration more than anybody. Um, So to hear the fans that stick with us and, you know, the home crowds and the away crowds, you know, they've been huge for us over the last few weeks. Hopefully we can get a bit of a roll on, um, get some wins under our belt, get some solid performances under our belt, start executing a little bit more of... Of of what we want to be, rather than uh, than what we have been of of recent weeks. Get some guys back and 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 see where we are come Christmas, because Christmas is coming quickly. We've got some huge games coming up. I think we're about six weeks out from Christmas with some massive massive games in there. Um, so yeah, we're excited for what we bring. Obviously, you know, kind of to to you know break the dam if you like. Last Sunday with. The win away at Oxford—that's how we'd like to see it. That's how we're going to train with it this week, and that's what we're going to take into the weekend. You know that we know that we can perform. We we'll get some boys back and and keep pushing. So you know, thanks to everybody for sticking with us. Obviously, thanks for the coverage um, on the podcast. Um, and yeah, hopefully we'll see you at, at away games and uh, and and home games as well. So yeah, looking forward to seeing everybody and getting behind the team. So um, so thanks up to now, and we hope the support continues and. We'll, uh, we'll start um, as we mean to go on this weekend with, with the game away at Slough.
1: Head coach Mark Saunders there with his thoughts on the victory in Oxford on Sunday night. Uh, I agree entirely with everything that he said there. I think we will get on a bit of a roll now. That was the sort of the performance that we needed. And to do that with only 13 skaters, the, the Oxford City social media, when they released the rosters before, made it look like we may have had slightly more than that, but... You know, you heard it from the horse's mouth there. Thirteen skaters, two netminders, and uh, and the lads really did put in a good performance. Come showing character as well to come back from when Oxford kept coming back at us. That's that's how competitive this league is. You know, there's not going to be any hugely wild scores. You know, if you look at last year, I think we beat 19 0 against Milton Keynes, and and then I put in eight past Bristol yeah. and stuff. I, I just don't see that happening for any team this year. It's it's a competitive division full of really good teams with some really good players. And, you know, we, we are one of those good teams with good players. And I think that really the hard work is now showing fruit. They're, they'll start to show that they are a good team. And we, we know we're a good team with good players. So results should start coming through now. So thank you for Mark for, for giving us his thoughts there. Now we'll go into the new feature, Hit of the Week. Hit. This week's hit of the week is Bailey Chittock from Sunday night's game at Oxford. He took a penalty for boarding for it, but from what we saw on the telly, it looked pretty clear. Hopefully, I'll get a video recording of it that I'll share on the social media so that anyone who wasn't there or didn't see the stream can see it, because it was a beauty. (laughs) Now we're going to have a chat with Nick Green from the Warriors. Warriors number 19. Green, how are we doing,
0: fella? Hey, Dunven, you all right? Yeah, mate, really good, really good. Good, good, good.
1: So, you are the first warrior to come on the, the podcast for us, so thanks for coming on.
0: No worries, no, my pleasure. Um,
1: and I know from your elite prospects profile that you've been at Chelmsford for your whole career, so you just want to tell us a little bit about how old you were when you started and the teams you've played for at Chelmsford?
0: Yeah, I mean, I've pretty much gone through the whole ranks of Chelmsford. Um, I started when I was four, um, and yeah, 10s, 12s, 14s, 16s, um. I don't. I've had a break um, when I snapped my ankle, but other than that, I've, I've kind of always played either league or or in the beer league. Really,
1: was that does that sort of explain the ten year gap that's in the elite prospects thing? Was that a bit of injury and a bit of playing beer league?
0: That pretty much was the beer league. Um, yeah. Not that I remember much of those ten years because I was pretty drunk, but it was a good time. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's popular the world over in the beer league. So. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, hundred <laughs> percent.
1: Uh, lovely. So, yeah, so now, now you're with the Warriors, which is, of course, the, sort of the second senior side to the, to the Chieftains mm. in the NIHL two. Uh, yeah. And how's the season been going so far?
0: Yeah, I just, you know what? I love it. Um I love the kind of, like, competitiveness. Um Last season was really, really good. This season's. I think it's even better. There's always that, you know, the, the new players are coming through um with the younger players, with the older players. And, you know, we've just signed... um We've got Sean uh, Wallace on on board now, so again, he's an older player. Um, but yeah, I, I think yeah, it's great. I, like I said, playing the games is what you train for. Um, unfortunately, I can't play the games at the moment. But even training, I, you know, it's the love of the game.
1: Yeah, which I mean, that's great to see someone that plays for the love of the game. I think even at the at this level, it's not a great bit of money, is it, in, in it for the players? So it's um, yeah, it's got to be for the love, and there's a lot of commitment, of course.
0: Yeah, no, hundred percent. You know, it's um. If I was playing the games, obviously you you you've got to travel every now and again to. We've done Cardiff already, but Bristol's the the last game of the season, and it is tough. Obviously, just having a little boy as well. It's uh, it's weekends away and Sunday nights, getting home late, and but no, it's it's all worth it. As I said, you' you do it for the love, um, because you want to do it.
1: So, and you, obviously, you are one of the older players in that setup. So the, the squad's got a good mix. Do you think of youth and experience?
0: Oh, absolutely. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Um, Last season, there was uh, me and two other guys. We're roughly the same age. Um, but now it's, yeah. I'm now, like I said, we've signed Sean. I think he's he's one of the oldest. Um, we've got Scott, the the goalie. So, yeah. And then it goes down to the under-18s that are playing up as well. So, yeah, there's a big variety of, of kind of an age group
1: uh, so I want to touch on something, actually. You say they've got the under-18s. Whether that's actually a popular age group to play. Because I was I was listening to one of the podcasts earlier in the week. I think it was British Ice Hockey. And they were talking to Sean, the um, under-18s Great Britain coach.
0: Yeah, Sean Easton. Yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah. And, uh, and he was sort of saying that once the lads get to under-16s, they've really got to be playing men's hockey.
0: Yeah, I mean, some of the 18s, they... It's not like I remember, you know, when you're playing 18s, you're playing 18s. But now it seems that when you're playing, kind of even 16s, 18s, you you are playing up because the the quality is there. Um, they're quick, they're goal scorers. You know, some of them big hitters. So yeah, I can understand them jumping a uh, jumping from 16s if they wanted to, and if they got picked, going straight to higher level. Yeah. Um, Even as you know, if let's use Luca for example. Um, he's what seventeen now, sixteen. Yeah. He was playing up because the quality's there.
1: Yeah, he is terrific netminder. I spoke to Luca last week. Of course, he's got his Great Britain trials coming up for the World Championships in April next
0: year. Yeah, no, it's. Uh, it's I'm not going to lie. I think we're uh, um, and we were gutted that uh, obviously was going up, but for him, it's it's brilliant.
1: Yeah, yeah. I suppose you do, but. When the quality sort of shows itself at that level, and then it moves up, you do miss it, don't you? When it goes, so. yeah,
0: yeah. But he's such a good jingling, he's, he's such a good laugh, and it don't take it too seriously. Um, yes, yeah. but in a way, he does. So yeah, no, he's, he's a he's a good lad.
1: He's a lovely lad, isn't he? He's a... So I'll touch on again something you, you mentioned just uh, earlier in there about obviously the. Training and then playing hard, but you're not playing at the moment because uh, you're currently suspended, aren't you? <laughs> yeah,
0: got the uh, yeah, got the book thrown at me. So I got um, a couple of uh, obscene gesture penalties, which multiply. So it was a uh, four game for one, um, and then obviously see I saw red, and I got um, a eight game. Then my penalty minutes were up there, so I got another two games. So yeah, they've literally thrown the book at me. So I think that's me done for the season.
1: Yeah, so that's a terrible shame. But, it's, but still training with the lads?
0: Yeah, no, 100%. Yeah, I still go up there and, and them. And Yeah, no, I, like I said, I'll do it for the love, um, the fitness as well, you know. It's, and also, it's good banter. You go up there and it's a good group of lads to go up and train with and spend, you know, Wednesday night till God knows what time. But yeah, no, they're a good group up there.
1: Yeah, the training must be difficult. I mean, at all levels, because, I mean, there's just, you know, an ice rink is not like a football pitch where they just pop up all over the place. You know, there's, there's not that many of them, is there really?
0: No. And I must admit, sometimes, I mean, I'm not the only one who says it because the, the team say it, but when you've done a hard day's work, um, you come home and then you feel like you sat down for five minutes and you're back out the door. It's yeah. uh, But I suppose once you get up there, it doesn't matter. Uh, I mean, there's times when I think, God, oh, I could go to sleep now. But when you're up the ice rink, You forget all about that. You're on the ice. You know, you're loving it.
1: Fantastic. Now, at the Warriors, I mean, obviously we sort of spoke earlier about you and uh, and Sean being some of the older statesmen in there. Mm. Uh, Would you say you've got a touch of the reputation as being the Warriors' enforcer?
0: (laughs) I mean, some would say, some would say um, fighting's a thing of the past in ice hockey. But, uh, you know, I don't really know How to class myself, but I'd like to think that I'd stick up for the younger players that you know are going up against older players that have been around quite a few years. Um, I think they're quite handy on the ice, but in my eyes, there's your if you go up toe to toe with someone, the other person is human as well as yourself, yeah. Um, I would never back down from anyone, um, you know, it's 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 part of the game. Um, there's a lot of people saying, "Oh, let's get out of fighting out of ice hockey, okay, I understand that, but if you don't like it, go and watch football, go and watch table tennis, go and watch volleyball. you know it is part of the game
1: yeah exactly and I mean i, I dread to think what some of these Premier League footballers would do if they got in an ice rink and time <laughs> the <past
0: five. laughs> they'd buckle yeah I think
1: they would indeed although. Yeah. You know, we have got a Premier League footballer on our ice rink now who's joined from Guildford Phoenix, of course, Petr Cech.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's a, yeah, that's a great signing for the Chiefs. Um, not only as, a, as a, a goalie, he's good, but um, obviously for a promotional side of things for the Chiefs, it's, yeah, it's brilliant.
1: Uh, yeah, I think the exposure is, is going to be terrific. It's, I think we've had the Anglia news this week, the national papers, um, and I believe, because for some reason they contacted me rather than the club, I think that Mark is going to be on TalkSport at some point this week. Oh, wow um talking about it. Yeah. So it's fantastic exposure and, and just numbers in generally, because I mean it's it's one of them sports where you need two netminders because you just never know what's going to happen to you on the night.
0: Yeah, no hundred percent. It's um like I said, I I've played against Peter but I've played with Luca a lot and I just um obviously Sonny's does his winter thing. But I just hope they don't forget Luca in a way. You know, he's always there day in, day out. But no, don't get me wrong, the, the pair of them will be fantastic together.
1: Yeah, I think it could be good for Luca as well, and you know, a really experienced statesman, not just in ice hockey. Obviously, he's only been in this league for a few years. I think he joined Guildford just before COVID, but yeah, he did play junior hockey in the Czech Republic. Yeah, um, but as I, I've sort of said to a few other fans, you know, yes, it's an exposure signing, but mm. winning mentality breeds in a changing room.
0: Hundred percent. Yeah, no, I, I completely agree, and um, hopefully, it will start to to rub off, and it will uh, they'll start. Kind of winning winning a few more games.
1: Yeah, absolutely, and uh, obviously, we, yeah, a few of the fans do know sort of that Sunny has limited availability over the fest- festive period. Yeah, I did ponder earlier in the podcast whether, in fact, Sunny Phillips is actually Santa Claus.
0: <laughs> oh, he's a uh, he's a character. I love yeah. Sunny. He's uh, <laughs> he might well be actually. He disappears, don't he? <laughs>
1: That when when you play for the Warriors, you wear number nineteen. Is there a story behind your number?
0: Um, yeah, so obviously growing up watching the Chieftains, and mum me mom and dad used to take me, you know, week in week out to watch them, and it was the the days of um, uh, Carl Rogers, Rick Smith, Tari Suari, and there was uh, Carl Gabell. He was number nineteen, and I just always looked up to him. He was a really strong player, um, and yeah, I just I thought I want to be number nineteen.
1: Yeah, it's fantastic. I've been, I'm noticing it quite a lot actually with a lot of the players that their numbers do have some sort of
0: sentimental link
1: back to a favourite player. Yeah.
0: Like, Luca uh... last
1: week was saying about uh, Ben Clements was coaching him when he was younger. Yeah. And he now wears the 35, the same as Ben
0: Clements. No, I think it's always nice to... Um, obviously, I, I know Ben quite well. Um, mm. But it, it's nice to, you know, as a... A hockey player, if somebody's looking up to you, it's nice. And uh, and for Ben, it must feel really good that Luca's looking up to him and the position he's in now. Yeah. Um, it must feel really good.
1: Oh, yeah. I think there must be a massive sense of pride in a lot of the older players that have coached some of the younger players to see just how far
0: they're going. Yeah, no, 100%. Yeah, no, uh, yeah, yeah, I agree. Yeah.
1: Uh, and I think it's a sport that is growing in popularity in, in this country. I think it's some people possibly view it as, as an elitist sport because it just, Cost a lot of money to play, um, and there's limited availability of it, but it's it's not really
0: a, an elitist sport, is it? So... No, it's, uh, I think the main thing is because that people class it as you know, like the Canadian American sport, which yes, okay, it is, um, it needs to be driven more. You know, you, you yeah. see the football on TV every single week, but as soon as, and I, you know, my other half, um, she takes all her family up there as soon as I see the game. They've come to every single game that obviously I was playing. Yeah, it's um, addictive, isn't it? Yeah, as soon as they see it, I say, "Oh, you know, when's your next game? Can we go see?" And it's not just that. Oh, you know, I've got some friends who come up. They, you know, they've watched one game. It's like that's great. I've never seen a hockey game before. When's your next one? So it just needs. I think it needs pushing more in the UK. Yeah,
1: I think hopefully that's what a signing like Petr Cech could do is actually sort of push it into that mainstream.
0: Yeah, no, definitely. I mean, even if people are going up which is going to happen. People are going to go and watch the ice hockey because Petr Cech is the ex-Chelsea goalie. Yes, of um, course. So they're going to go, let's go and see the Chelsea goalie. But then at the same time, they're going to watch ice hockey and think, this is great sport. Let's go and watch it more.
1: Yeah. And and I mean, for, for people of a certain age, sort of around the age that we are, a lot of them would have got into hockey because of the Mighty Ducks.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's celebrating its 30-year anniversary this year and adding us releasing release in some jerseys and stuff, which me and Simon Douglas discussed on the podcast last week.
0: All right. Yeah. yeah.
1: But, and, that, and that was certainly it for me. That's what sort of got me into ice hockey as, as a young kid. And when I grew up and learned the rules and realized how ridiculous them films were.
0: The, the... They, <laughs> like... Yeah, no, they're brilliant. I will say about the rules. I'm still learning the rules now after yeah. 31 years. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I mean, f- pushing the films on there, it's, there's loads out there that you can go and watch. Um, some obviously not children friendly, but um I
1: know. Do you have a favourite ice hockey film?
0: Uh, I can't pinpoint one, there is loads. Slapshot has obviously got to be up there.
1: Yes, I've, I've heard that from a lot of people. Um
0: <laughs> Goon, that's gotta be up there. Yeah, I love Goon. Um but all of them really, you know, you got Young Blood, that's an old school film. Um But yeah, Mighty Ducks, the amount of times I've seen it on the away games when I was a junior. Yeah. <laughs>
1: But uh, away from hockey, uh, have you got any other sporting interests?
0: Um, so at the moment, I've had to put it on the back burner purely because of uh, little man coming along and running my own business. But I, uh, I was doing boxing for quite a long time. Um, oh, I've fantastic. had quite, yeah, quite a few fights. Um, I love it. It's, I kind of got to the stage where I was getting thrown out of game for fighting. Um, and I thought, I need to channel this somewhere. So I went to do boxing. And uh, yeah, I absolutely love it.
1: Was that a little bit of amateur
0: licensed? Um, it was unlicensed. Yeah, so I've done um, what I've done two white collar and I've done three what they call golden gloves, which is unlicensed. Um, yeah, but yeah, this again, the the adrenaline rush that you get is I've done skydives before and track days and things like that. it doesn't come anywhere near.
1: Yeah, I've got. To say, I don't. I mean, I've I've not met loads of people at the rink and other Chieftains fans. Some people know about. Me. Done the same. I've done a couple of white collars and oh, I've done right, nice. seven unlicensed fights over a period of about six years. Um, yeah, nice. But I didn't start until I was thirty. Yeah. Um, no. Which you know made it quite difficult. But um, and I wasn't really particularly good. But just it's another sport that if you love it and you do it and that adrenaline rush when yeah. you're in the ring is unparalleled.
0: Yeah. No, it really is. It's, um, the only thing is this you know you know as well the training. And oh it- God does take over, you know. The running, the, the going down the gym and the boxing, Um, it would just be nil and impossible for me at the moment. That's why I've had to put it on a back burner. Um, I still keep in contact with my coach, Peter James, down at um, Blackwater Boxing. Oh, right, yeah. Um, but, yeah, it's, it's just, it will be too much at the moment.
1: Yeah, I must admit, it was quite, uh, quite a stress on my, uh, my marriage and family.
0: <laughs> was, you know, working work sort of 40, 50, 60
1: hours a week and then training six days a week at the same time.
0: Yeah, yeah. no, uh, it, it does take yeah. over.
1: But it's a fitness level like no other. And, and if you're doing that sort of as a hobby, but you play another sport, it just puts you in such great stead fitness-wise.
0: Yeah, no, it was um well, yeah, it was uh when I was training hard, I found that everything was a lot easier, you know. The running, it, it, I'd went I'd go out running, just whack my headphones in, do 10, 12, whatever miles, not even thinking it. Oh yeah, sweet, I've just done that. But yeah.
1: And on on the running, I think you're you're running your second marathon next year.
0: Yes, yeah, I've got my space. Um so I actually applied on the day of the marathon. Um I thought it'd be a good idea, but I had done my first one in 2012 and then after that I said I'm never ever gonna do that again because it was it was pretty brutal. But um... Was it
1: was it London you done twenty twelve? Was it yes,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. Um the atmosphere is it's mad. Um the amount of Harry Bow that I ate run <laughs> running round. <laughs> Got me through it, I think.
1: <laughs> no, fantastic, and, and it'll be London again next year for you.
0: Yeah, yeah, yep. Yeah. So, yeah, I found out um, about two weeks ago that I've um, I had an email through, and kind of deep down, I was thinking, please no, I don't want a space. And then it give it. I found out I've got a space, and I thought, no, I'm going to do this. I'm going to smash it. So,
1: it's it's yeah. one of the flatter ones, I think, isn't it? London, there's not a great deal of of hills in there.
0: No, there isn't. Loads. No, it's um, it's. Yeah, it's fairly flat. I mean, there's a few steep kind of inclines, but they, they're not for a long period of time.
1: No. Nah. I did sign up to do Brighton about uh, three, four years ago. Right. I had to pull out with the injury in the end, but one of my friends did Brighton last year. Hmm. And he, he was a broken man afterwards. There's so many hills on them downs. Oh, God. A, he was he was sat on the beach, and we, we just couldn't pick him up. He was a broken, broken man.
0: <laughs> oh, yeah. No, it's... um. I think once I finished the, the one in 2012, I actually went out of all the hockey lot um, and what it used to be bar 41. And uh, I went to stand up and I thought, nope, they're not working now. No, <laughs> they're not working yet. No. <laughs> so, so, yeah. uh,
1: wait, uh, again, away from hockey, are you watching anything on Netflix or Prime or are you stuck still with sort of Peppa Pig and uh, Mr. <laughs> stuff
0: like that? Yeah, and dancing vegetables. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, yeah I, What the, I don't... I don't, do you know what? I don't watch a great deal of TV. It sounds boring, but if if he's in bed and the missus might be watching something, I might watch it. Um, she watches a load of the, like, the serial killer programmes, which is quite a worry. Honestly,
1: my wife is exactly the same.
0: Yeah. Sometimes
1: so, I'll go to bed early because I've got to get up and I'll be like, she's watching How to Kill Your Husband and Get Away With It. That's it.
0: it. Yeah, you sleep with yeah. one eye open. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I mean, it's any sporting event that I can get away with watching, I watch it. Uh, the F one, absolutely glued to it. Um,
1: Do you follow the NHL?
0: Yeah, when I can. Yeah, when oh. I can. It's um, I'm uh, well, big Boston Bruins fan.
1: Yeah, is that a color thing as well for the Chieftains? Because I'm noticing that as quite a trend.
0: Um, the reason why I like them is because they've got a lot of, or they used to have a lot of players that didn't take no crap. Yeah, and. If uh, a player was given one of their teammates' digs, then they would know about it. So, yeah, I think that's why um, why I like them. Don't get me wrong, yeah, the, the, the kit's really, you know, it's, it's an old school kit. I love it, but um, yeah, I, I like it. It's you know, they don't take no crap. Yeah.
1: I do like. They think they're wearing, they're playing tonight.
0: I think actually they're wearing the reverse retro. Oh, would they? with the bear on it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I've done might... done a few like that now, aren't they? The are uh, training yeah. shirts and the uh, the army ones.
1: Yeah, I got. I mean, the merchandising in the NHL. God, I mean, no wonder most hockey fans are poor now. It's... Yeah. <laughs> so much yeah, stuff. No, so much stuff going on. Excellent yeah. stuff, mate. Well, thank you very much for coming on and having a chat with us. It's been really, really good to talk to you. No, my pleasure, mate. No, my pleasure. And, uh, and obviously, we won't be. It's unlikely we'll be seeing you ice for the Warriors anymore this year. Unfortunately, not. No. Never know if they make the playoffs. Hopefully, you might be able to squeeze one in.
0: Yeah. Well, apparently, uh, I was chatting to uh, Fab the other day, Luca's dad, and yeah. I think um, there's been a game moved until, don't hold me to it, but I think it might be May, when Lee Valley's new ice rink opens.
1: Oh, right, yeah.
0: Um, I think it might. I might be able to get that one in, but it all depends.
1: Yeah, I, I would imagine when that opens, they'll probably host uh, one of the playoffs, I would have thought there.
0: Yeah, I reckon. It's going to be a twin pad, I think.
1: Oh really? Oh that yeah. They, they they might well host all of the south ones there then. So,
0: yeah.
1: I said Milton Keynes held the Britain one last year, and that was that was that was quite good. It's a good rink there. It's massive.
0: Yeah, absolutely enormous rink. No, they have got some. Uh, I mean, when I grew up, I was playing in like uh, it was Humberside and Hull at the time, um, but now they've moved over to to Sheffield, and the Sheffield rink is is unreal. Mm. Yeah, right. the, I
1: did see the. I haven't been up to the Sheffield one, but I did see it on the telly. I watched the. Uh, England under-23s were playing Denmark in Sheffield. I think it was in January this year. Yeah. Um, I think a couple of the last... I think Kieran Rayner was picked to play up there.
0: Oh, nice, yeah. He's a good lad. Yeah, I think Ethan Reid
1: was actually picked as well. And then when he got there, they realised he was Scottish. Oh, you're joking. And they <laughs> sent him
0: away. <laughs> oh, that is a... Uh, yeah, that's a kick in the nuts. <laughs> yeah.
1: But no, yes. I mean, there is some fantastic facilities over the country. And I do think it's something that should pop up more and more. Yeah. And no, I think... Doing ice skating recreationally is popular, and I think the more rinks were there, the more chance for hockey to progress, especially into the the young kids. I mean, I know in Colchester, where where I live, we had, uh, at the moment, we've still got Roller World. Yeah. uh, That is due to close at the end of November.
0: Oh, joking.
1: Yeah, which is a shame, and it would be nice to get an ice rink in Colchester, but I would be uh, teetering on what to do if they bought an ice hockey team here.
0: I was going to say, yeah, who do you go and support? Yeah.
1: <laughs> nah, I'm I'm all in for the Chieftains. I, I
0: wouldn't switch. <laughs> no, nah, that's it. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> well, thank you so much for your time, Nick. No stress, mate. My pleasure.
1: Yeah, good luck for the rest of the uh, season training, anyway. I hope we don't sort of accrue any injuries and good luck for your marathon training.
0: Brilliant. Cheers, mate. Thank you for that.
1: Nice one. Cheers, Nick. Take care. Thank you to Nick Green for joining me there for a little chat there. It's always nice to get to know the guys that are playing in the Warriors as well. Obviously, some of them do make the. A step up to chieftains as we've seen this season alone with uh Jaden Bulker, Chris Beckett, Kian Lloyd steps in every now and again so it's uh, it's really good to hear from them lads and obviously Nick won't be playing for the rest of the season by the looks of it but he'll be supporting the lads regardless moving on to this weekend then the chieftains travel to Slough Jets on Saturday night hoping to get that second win in a, on a, in a row after beating Slough in a challenge weekend in pre-season i'm sure the lads are looking forward to go down there and sort of ride that little wave that we've set from Sunday night and then Sunday, they come home for the first time in three weeks against the Solent Devils, who are having an absolute barnstormer of a the season. They, uh, they had a weekend with stressing this, this weekend. Lost, I think it was 6-5 at home and then won 6-4 away. So a fantastic result for them. And uh, we'll see you all at the home game at the Riverside. Uh, I will be out in the queue. I've got to come and say hello to a few people, get some score predictions for the game. So uh, don't be shy. Don't be nervous. And uh, we'll see you then. Thanks for listening this podcast is hosted on anchor by spotify it is available on spotify anchor apple podcasts and other podcast outlets follow us on social media zero pucks given podcast on instagram zero pucks pod on twitter zero pucks given podcast at gmail.com for email the music in this podcast is taken from spotify i do not own the tracks subscribe on spotify to get notifications about all new episodes
2: podcast network.